Hello, everybody, and welcome to Askler, the monthly show here on youtube.com slash Run, where you ask us questions. Because you get it? You're asking us who are Lur. It's a very clever. Uh, I'm James, and joined by... I am joined by... Adam. And... Serge. And Paul is over on the board helping out today, asking us these questions. Uh, and yeah, we're all very excited to be here. Uh, but first... I want to thank everybody over on the YouTube at YouTube Memberships uh, who asked these questions. If you would like to ask a question in the future, you can do so by heading over to the aforementioned YouTube channel that you're probably already on because that's the only place you can watch this and hit the join button and pay us $5 a month uh, to, you know, help keep the lights on and all that jazz. Oh, Plus, look at the lights. you don't look at the lights. Plus, then you get to ask us questions here on Askler. Uh, and of course, everything that we do is brought to you by you over at the Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Uh, I think we can just dive right into these questions. So Paul, what's the first question? I'm taking a road trip in either June or July from a sleepy little town in Ontario to the hustling city of Winnipeg. What, <laughs> what sort of advice can you give for finding nice little coffee shops to stop in that aren't just the same Tim's or Starbucks? Repeated ad infinitum. This is asked by Kieran Amaro, I think. I should probably get glasses. That's hard to read. Uh, Serge, how would you like to kick things off? Well, I'm wearing glasses, and then it's also hard to read. So okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Wait, can you see it perfectly? Yeah. Old eagle eye Saturday over there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see it. I can see it better now. If but that's, I think I'm squinting a little bit. It's fine. Anyway, Serge, what, what should they do? So am I the only person here who Googles coffee shops before they travel and then like before hotels? Yeah. Before hotels? <laughs> before hotels, yeah. Well, you got to book a hotel next, like next to the nice cafes, you right? You spike a coffee shop that is a hotel? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> not yeah. yet. Not yet, but across the street. I... I'm very coffee focused when I travel for places and honestly the the best advice this helps more in the states but it's not irrelevant in Canada there's a website called Sprudge S P R U D G E Sprudge I don't know what that word means It sounds bad <laughs> Like it, Yeah <laughs> So it it's sprudge.com and it is basically just like a newsletter and, and news site just for coffee lovers, so like new cafes that come up. Another tip I have, this is if you're looking for like the cream of the crop sort of places, mm -hmm. is to Google barista competitions. So you're in Ontario, you could start with Ontario barista competition, they can do the Prairie barista competition, and it'll give you a list of all the places that have submitted competitors and where which cafes they're representing, mm. and then you just Google where that cafe is. And that's big brain. Yeah, and that's how I find like the cream of the crop. And my last tip is ask. I, I don't know. Like, if you find a nice restaurant... That's what they're doing right now. Well, <laughs> not me! <laughs> I thought you would have actually... Because we knew the questions ahead of time. Presumably, you like, started this one. I thought you would have done the read. Oh, my God. I would have right. I would not have put it past you to All actually right, so show yeah, up to here, this. Like, pull yeah, down exactly. a map of Canada. And it's like, here's your stop based on an optimal time of no more than four hours between coffees. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it, the service is a very small industry. People who work in restaurants know each other. And if you find a cute restaurant, chances are the people who know there know the cute cafes. So like find a place you like and then it's sort of a, a snowball. That helps more if you're staying in a city rather than road tripping. But yeah, there you go. There's Serge's Guide to Traveling and Looking for Coffee. Uh-huh. Adam, same question. 
Adam um, just going to Timmy's. <laughs> just going to, yeah, just, I mean, well, that's that's what I would do. What I would do is when I got to Winnipeg, I would press on the gas harder. <laughs> just keep going keep straight going through. straight west coast and get to Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. You'll probably find something worthwhile. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's not bad, actually. But you got to get to Winnipeg. It's Winnipeg. It's Winnipeg, man. It sucks. I mean, some <laughs> some number of people, I have to Google the population of Winnipeg here. Hold yeah. on. Decided uh, it doesn't suck that okay, bad. Okay, let's guess. All right, yeah. Okay, there's people that willingly live how, in Saskatchewan. How many people live in Winnipeg? I'm going to say... Oh, in Winnipeg? Uh, three... Five hundred and sixty-three thousand. So you're thinking bigger? So for bigger than bigger than Victoria? Vi greater Victoria? Greater Victoria is three hundred thousand. That's closer to like four hundred. Is it now? Yeah. Still not that big. All yeah. right. Did you say five sixty? I said five sixty something. One dollar, Bob. Five sixty-two nine hundred ninety-nine. Damn it! All right. I've already looked it up. Uh -huh. So uh, official census in twenty seventeen. Okay. But I have another number too. But this is the official number and then the estimated number. Okay. 750,000 oh, in wow. 2013, and it's estimated in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it got better or worse in the past six years? 200K down, baby. I would say up, because it's cheap. It's up to 850,000, yeah. because it's cheap. Because and it's you can't cheap. afford to live on the West Coast <laughs> or Ontario. Move to the prairies, baby. You get a yeah. mansion for about like 100K. K. Yeah. yeah, but then you live in Winnipeg. Yeah. I mean, good enough for almost a million people. That's twice the uh. population of Victoria. What do they know that we don't <laughs> but are they happy <laughs> are we i mean with no. the weather yes i guess <laughs> i haven't seen the sun in four months it's so nice out today it's, it's so nice out today. it's like the first day of spring we're recording oh. this in april what 25th something yeah uh anyways next question please <laughs> <laughs> When getting these questions, they usually seem to be good. They usually there usually seems to be a good split between deep, thought-provoking questions and silly, light-hearted questions. Which do you prefer to answer here or elsewhere? Uh, my answer is kind of both, right? Like, I feel like a good askler is made up of both deep, thought-provoking questions and also light-hearted questions, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a it's a nice even split because if it's too much of one thing especially the the deep provoking ones it could probably be a bit of a downer episode and if it's silly and lighthearted that's probably better um but then you don't feel like you're getting any sort of like i don't know real growth content. or content <laughs> or you know a, you know I, I don't know i just it's nice to have those moments every once in a while so i i like having sort of a nice mix of both um but that's just me serge i'm conflicted God, I have, I have a lot to unpack on this particular one. I want to talk about more heavy stuff mm -hmm. because I feel for the majority of shows and other content that we do, there's not really a space for that. And I think in particular, content creation is, is new, right? We live in this weird, uh, constantly emerging, constantly changing space. And I don't think enough people really understand the realities of like the mental burden and the cost that's a, that, that we endure as people who've been doing this for, you know, 15 years. And especially newer, younger people who want to get into this and being like, yeah, this is, it's not even like get thick skin, haha, people are going to be dicks, but like actual, like, hey, I've been doing this for, when can you go full time? Uh, how do you deal with burnout? How do you navigate uh, the tricky parts of parasocial relationships of people overstepping boundaries? And I want to have more of those conversations and I hope that there's a space for those conversations. I do agree though that 
people come to LERP because they want to have a good time, because they want to chill. They don't want to have, they don't want to encounter a giant downer. But if this show is just the like, haha, good times, it doesn't feel that different from what we're already making. But obviously, people like what we're already making, so maybe give more of that. But yeah, I I want more spaces to talk about like the heaviness of this. I mean, you're you're leaning towards the heaviness specifically of being a content creator, which is not necessarily what they're they're asking. Like <laughs> well, the deep thought provoking questions could be anything that's sort of deep and, and thought provoking. It doesn't have to be geared towards our experiences of content that, creators. That's true, but it feels like that's often what the questions are. People yeah, aren't like unpack your childhood trauma, right? They're oh, like boy. <laughs> You know, uh, it, what's it, your number one child joke? I don't, I don't really <laughs> have any. No, not really. My, uh, my aunt, I have. So, yeah. <laughs> my aunt boiled my pet turtle to death when she was pet watching. It was awful. And then, yeah, I came <laughs> Wait, home. Wait, what? <laughs> I had a pet turtle. So okay. She turned the heat okay. up in the aquarium when she was cleaning it, and it was floating in there, and she left it. She didn't have the decency to pack it up. And okay, I thought she just, like, Threw it in the pot. No, 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 no. Just just kill it. Turtle no, soup. She didn't murder my She's turtle. Like, I gotta make dinner. I gotta make dinner, and I got nothing around. She looks and she sees the turtle. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Serge will never miss it. You know, we'll just buy a new turtle. Yeah, exactly. They all look the same. Uh, well, aren't you glad you got to unpack some of your childhood? Yeah. yeah. Are you, you feeling better now? About it? No. Yeah. Not <laughs> yeah, even a little bit. No. I still, what was your turtle's name? And then never named them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. The turtle's just turtle. No, no, no. I still love no it. No name, no soul. That's how it works. <laughs> what are you, well, the fail of a yeah. sudden? Yeah. What's like, your true if name? If you don't name the animal, what is it? That's still your buddy. It's no better than a beast. <laughs> you got to name it. You can't just, what do you call it? I didn't. It's a, don't play fetch with a turtle. <laughs> like, hey, turtles are smart. They are smart. You, it's doing my brother, my brother had a pet turtle. Not smart enough to get out of the aquarium. <laughs> yeah, not, not smart enough to We're ask for go. some help, you know. Are call me? At no point the turtle raised its hand and was like, it's kind of hot in here. <laughs> it probably did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Your aunt just didn't speak turtle. Yeah. Adam, you got an answer to this question? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I mind either, really. I mean... The problem is, is that it's harder to ask the hard questions, and a lot of people aren't going to take that step because it's in text form, and they do run the risk of us interpreting it in the way that we are currently feeling. So that is yep. harder, and it's more it's more burden on whoever's asking the question than it is. I mean, you're just a username most times, right? Like we see your username, but we don't we don't have any like correlation, right? Like we don't know that person, so we don't really like quantify that we don't look at that name and be like i know basis soldier you know so yeah. but it's like people aren't gonna generally i feel like that question even if you want more of it like you aren't gonna get a lot of it because people just and generally like our culture and our society is like we need to respond i'm fine you know just like <laughs> yeah the i'm fine yep. situation where it's like nobody really wants to know how you feel right <laughs> like people ask all the time like hey how's it going and you don't want to be like miserable yeah yeah you, you know? got a, you got a second i got some stuff i need yeah to no people want like yeah i'm okay you know the passing greeting i mean it is at the end of the day also it's up to us yeah we right? have the opt-out we have the opt-out like we chose to ask that question yeah. like we chose to put that question on screen and sure. have this conversation yep. um and we can choose to have those thought-provoking conversations about whatever t the topic may be whenever we want yeah and we can also shut them down <laughs> um yeah and i me, think it should be the darkest most yeah well and because like as a as a viewer you are you were rewarded far more for bringing fun entertaining 
you know silliness to a stream or a or a podcast or whatever a youtube comment section doesn't really matter you run the risk of of being chastised if you bring pretty tough serious questions without being asked well, for not, them it's not the place right yeah like, exactly like, like worst thing you can yeah. worst thing you can do is if a tragedy happens or a celebrity passes away don't bring that into a twitch chat sure, ever, yeah, yeah. right like yeah. did you know the queen died i had to blacklist the word queen <laughs> like what the hell is wrong with people why why is that your first thought you're like oh hey this friendly go happy go lucky guys playing minecraft let's talk about the death of the queen you're like no all right i have do you want to move on or should I no, no, keep okay, going? Sure great. Um, you're right that oftentimes short form content like this is not a great place to talk about this or to really dive into it. And so to that end, actually a former PPR guest and friend, Stephen Jorbs, mm -hmm. somebody we had uh, wrote a book on basically some of the trauma that he has experienced from being a creator for the past seven years full time. And he specifically chose a book because you can edit it because you can be like, great, I have revised these words and I have now put them into the form of something I'm happy sharing with. And you can't have a back and forth on stuff like that in particular in a conversation, a lopsided conversation like content creation, because you know you have a thousand different forms of questions coming. You're like, okay, how do I interpret that and bundle it and put it all back? Um, and a second thing that I've found very rewarding <laughs> is I've actually had a couple of academics reach out and be like, hey, we want to talk to you about content creation because we don't know what it is yet. We don't know how it's changing stuff, how the landscape is changing, how it's forming young impressionable people's impression of what it means to be a celebrity, what it means to make content. Uh, and if you are an academic, reach out. I will always make time for that. I've done stuff even for high school kids writing papers to uh, the Oxford Business School interviewed me. I did like a 90 minute talk with them about uh, monetization as a creator and the relationship with uh, advertisers and sponsored deals and stuff like that. Like I, I want to be a part of more of those conversations and just talk about this and try and prepare people and make them understand because it's weird. Stay away. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, and then you hear stuff like, you know, 70% of high school kids want to be influencers when they grow up as opposed to, you know, astronauts or doctors or something the, like that. Math doesn't work out. The 30% well, can't pay for it. <laughs> if 70% of people are content creators, oh, that only leaves 30% to pay those content creators to do their thing. When I was a kid, I told my dad I wanted to be a marine biologist, and he told me it was stupid. So... <laughs> Really, this is much better. All right, yeah. dead turtle, mean dad, let's go. <laughs> uh, next question. That's fair. <laughs> In your opinion, what is the most difficult video game genre to learn and enjoy mechanically speaking? Um, I think there, I think there's man, two, this is an interesting question. Here. Actually, there's yeah. streaming and non-streaming. Let's just say non-streaming. Like, let's okay. take streaming out of the equation. Let's just talk about video games straight. You're playing them at home. What's the most difficult genre? Genre is the key there, right? I got it. Any game in a genre that you already know and love that changes things. <laughs> right? Like, when uh, when you play a shooter that has peaking, like, angle tilt mm -hmm. picking, and you go into a game that doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're playing Tarkov, then you go to Valorant, and all of a sudden you have to jiggle peek instead mm -hmm. of wiggle peek. <laughs> That's tough, yeah. right? You know, PUBG had wiggle peeking and vaulting, and then other games don't. And you get that muscle memory, and then everything, all of a sudden, everything feels different and feels off. Like, that mechanically is very challenging for me, because I want to play consistently good, and they're making it weird on me. What do you mean, heel is now way over here instead of right <laughs> over here? Ah. Um, 
So I can't remember if I was the one. I feel like I put the star next to this one because I think my immediate reaction to reading this question was MOBAs. Oh, um, Dota Two is the hardest game you'll ever play. Yeah, and like I, like fundamentally, I, I don't think like stuff like like at their very sort of top level. I don't think mini games are all that difficult at their very top level. It's just how much depth they have, and I find personally that MOBAs, especially the two big ones, which of course are Dota and League, have so much history and so many heroes. And just so many different little things that you kind of feel like you need to know in order to like successfully play the game. Mm. Um, that that's probably my answer. The second thing I thought of was fighting games. Um, just I, because I, I don't think, think fighting games are hard. To, I mean, I guess it's I, I guess I mean hmm. so it's interesting. It, I guess if you're trying to fans. learn and enjoy. Yeah. I guess you're right. Fighting games are probably a bit easier They're than MOBAs, easy. but I think for me, MOBAs are, are number one. Fighting games are hard. Hmm. It's a I mean, hard to master. Yeah, but I mean, but, I mean, that, you could say that but that's yeah, about yeah. that's every the same game. for every game, which is chess, chess right? Games are yeah, super easy to learn. Yeah, I guess that's an interesting question because where where do you qualify difficulty? Is it difficulty to pick up the base mechanics? Because chess is a great example. You're like, here's what all the pieces do. You like, you get it, and then you're like. Oh no! Yeah. So, are we talking specifically of mastery, or are we talking of getting? Just, well, well, the question says learn, learn and, and enjoy. Mechanically speaking, and like that's what kind of kept me from enjoying League when I was trying to play it a few months ago. Was that I just felt so unbelievably overwhelmed with the amount of information. Yeah. What is this magic that do? I what that this, I need yeah. to to know that I kind of just bounced off it, mm. um, which you is don't why you need to know anything. You just need to be prepared to lose a lot. Yeah, but that's not enjoyable. Yeah, but I mean, like that's. That's, that's the problem, right? That is that is, like, I mean, people need to realize that to enjoy and learn and enjoy a thing, you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all you're going to do for the beginning, unless you're like some kind of prodigy. But 99% of the time, you're going to sit there, you're going to get your teeth kicked in. And it's just a matter of like, do you enjoy that? And mm -hmm. it's like, do you enjoy Do you enjoy the prospect of getting better at this? Rather than that's just fair. like, because you're going to look at people and you're going to play people that are way better than you are yep. or been playing for way longer. And it's like, I will never be good at this. And it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> a normal, that's a normal like human reaction. But you, you just have to be able to lose. You have to. Mm -hmm. There's that an interesting, sorry. Yeah. There's an interesting thing from what both of you are talking about is all of the examples so far have been PVP games. Right. Yes. And the difficulty there is not even mechanically learning how to execute your own strategy. It's overcoming what your opponent is doing. But what about single player games, right? Like uh, you, obviously a great example here, Adam, is you becoming the Boshi. Like that is a very difficult and very challenging game. And the difference and the difficulty there had nothing to do with somebody having more knowledge of the game than you. It was just like, how do you overcome that, right? Like, how Die do you- Die about 3,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> you're built like Adam, who just can, I because your, your brain functions when it comes to video games differently than my brain functions when it comes to video games. Yeah. Like you can take those losses. Mama and, didn't raise and, no quitter. Yeah, and turn them into into learning. Whereas I can take those losses and turn them into Quitting. sitting on the couch and watching TV. <laughs> <Do> something else. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the big the big genre, the big like complex genre of game that I dive into are like factory and automation games. Mm -hmm. And those are interesting because it has no mechanical I would say there's no like mechanical 
skill gap that's there. It's just like, how much do you want to plan? How much time are you willing to put into coming up with like literally drawing blueprints of something and trying to trying to solve it before you start? Um, and the fail state in that genre, which is fascinating, is yourself. Because you'll create, uh, so an example would be like you create a power system and your power system creates a factory and your factory creates an output and the output is the fuel that powers your factory. And then you can end up with cascading problems where you don't have enough fuel and so the power plant shuts down, which shuts down the factory, which shuts down the fuel source. So you can't even kick it back up again mm -hmm. and you can be 30 hours in and be back to stage one. And you're like, oh, the game didn't do that. My opponent didn't do that. I did that. Yeah, yeah I guess that. Because, like, you need to take out any, like, modifications to the playing the game that makes it harder. You know what I mean? Like, what are the base levels the hardest to learn? Because, like, you could add a bunch of stuff to it. Like, oh, no using this resource or whatever, right? Like, that a lot of people take as, like, baseline as being, like, good at the game, right? So you need to have a game that's just, like, what game is, you know, it's, like, base level straight out the box is the hardest to learn but also enjoyable, like fun to learn and enjoy, but also very hard, which is like that my only answer to that is you just got to be willing to lose. That's, yeah. that's it. I mean, thank God you're, I mean, your one saving grace, I would assume, is that you're not a streamer, so no one sees you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I right? like that. We, yeah. It's like that is a thing, and that's a very like, it's a hard mental block to get over when people are constantly seeing you fail even though that's not even what they're thinking at the time they're not like oh this person is just losing all the time they're not that's not even crossing their mind but when you're going through it when you're the person doing it all you can think about is like wow i'm just <laughs> i'm just I yeah, i'm an idiot I yeah yeah yeah, yeah. moron right like so it's like yeah you're you run the benefit of just being alone so nobody sees you i mean your opponent saw you but nobody cares they don't think no two minutes pass whatever they just did yeah they're like i'm right. on to the next game yeah so yeah, I guess like learning to adopt GG go next, like just like there's a point where you lose and you're just like, okay, what did I learn, right? But I don't know what I would pick as like the hardest, like. I do like the answer we settled in. I did like yeah. MOBA. I do think that's challenging. And the yeah. difficulty there is twofold. One, it's a knowledge difference. Like, yeah. are you prepared it's to study? Yeah. And then there's also the mechanical execution, which is, they, they, they kind of mutually reinforce them. And then there's also the skill diff, right? Yeah. Which is, hey, can somebody take advantage of their knowledge and their mechanics over you and put you in a position where you don't even get to execute what you do know? Yeah, I think from a sheer just like amount of knowledge that you have to have, it has to be MOBAs because there's like timers and monster spawns and skill cooldowns and knowing like micro all knowledge the different, versus meta knowledge yeah, oh all the God. like and then like there's like yeah with like especially with league and dota there's like yeah the meta which is like if you're macro or your micro your micro is like your control and your skill level like controlling your character and then macro is like your greater game sense and how the flow of the game is going and like yeah what part of the map is the most vulnerable and what part of the map can i impact the most at any given time and it's like that's always different because it depends on a multitude of vari variances like what champions are in the game do they scale well do they are they like 
are they a slow scaler? Are they a quick scaler? Are they really good early game? Do they have good ganks? Do they have a lot of CC? Is your character weak to CC? Does their team have a lot of CC? How's your team that in relation points to their back team? To, yeah, that yeah, even yeah. goes before you even start the game when you're drafting your champions and you're looking at the other team and you pick a hero that's just intention, like just bad against whatever they have drafted so far. Or if you just happen to be picking blind into a team with no picks yet, so you got to pick a <laughs> champion that's not only like good overall, but also like that you're good at and like you know like yeah. But I mean, boil. I mean, guess eventually it boils down to just pick the hero that you're good at, and then you will learn the bad, bad the bad matchups and overcome those naturally, as, as opposed to like having ten different champions that you're good at. You'd rather have two that you're a master at, right? Because you don't like counter picks. I I hate. I don't think counter picks exist ever. You're playing the person. You're not playing the matchup. Hmm. So if you play the person you will succeed far more than if you're playing the matchup. Yeah. If you look at it, like let's say somebody, I don't know, like if we're playing League and someone picks Darius top lane because that's what I played. And I'm like, oh, I just picked Garen into Darius and that's generally considered a pretty bad matchup for Garen. But like, it doesn't matter because the other person is just as much of a fucking gorilla as I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people think that they're just going to play perfectly all the time, but there's just, that's still just another human being with like yeah. thoughts and dreams and yeah, none insecurities. Of us and at, none of us are playing at top level, yes. right? So. You need to remember that the other person playing across from you is most likely also a moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, if matchmaking is doing its job, every game should be 50-50, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. It's settled, MOBAs. Next. <laughs> you can send a three-word message to yourself in 2009. What is it? From Eric. 2009. Can I do four words? Uh-huh. Pick up your dog. <laughs> Pick up your dog. What? Okay. It's a Simpsons reference. It's a Simpsons oh. reference, yeah. <laughs> uh, Any messages for Jimmy Hendrix? <laughs> Pick up your dog. So, like, all right, if you had the opportunity to do some time travel shenanigans, even at, you know, relatively small time frames, are you going to get rich? Like, are you going to do the thing where you take advantage of it and just get, like, really, really rich? Sports betting? Yeah. Dollar stocks trading. Like, there's a bunch of art movies about, Yeah, you I know, already went back in time, and I bet on the Leafs to win the cup this year, so I'm going to make a kill. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, is like, is that the, the cop-out answer? I don't know. I mean, it's not the cop. It's like... No, because you, you change anything, and everything just goes to hell. The thing is, is that, like... Because <laughs> that money... Where it was once before is now gone. So that like, irrevocably changes everything else that is yeah. affected by that. Like just everything goes to chaos <laughs> the I, second you change anything. Uh, butterfly effect. Yeah, okay. I don't. I, I don't. I think there are ways to do it. I mean, obviously nobody knows for sure, but like <laughs> it feels like I should be able to go back in time money. and make like ten no. grand. No. You know, just set myself up to buy a house in 20, 2009 oh God, kind of thing, buy right? buy a house. That's yeah. the three words right there. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, just buy a house. Uh, Invest in Bitcoin. It, I mean, like, that's the, yeah, I mean, that's the easy one, right? Like, 2009, sure. Yeah. The problem is, is that you can't tell them when to sell. And that's the, yeah, that's the that's, problem, right? <laughs> Invest in Bitcoin, yeah. What do I do now? I just sit on it? Yeah. I don't know. What would future me do? Yeah. Well, I'm an idiot. So yeah, exactly. Future me is an idiot. Yeah, just buy in 2009 and 2010, you sell. And in 2020, you're like, I'm an idiot. In 2023, you're like, I'm <laughs> glad I got out, actually. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Right. Uh, three words in 2009. Like, I wanted there to be a fun answer to this. Like, haha. So, oh, go to therapy. <laughs> oh, there you go. that's what I would do. Go early, get it, get it out of the way. You might think you're totally normal and well adjusted, but you're young. You just don't know. <laughs> 2009, I just started dating Joe. We aren't even that, like, 2009 is not that 
I mean, it's a 14, long time ago. 14 years. 14 years, 14 years, ago, years ago. But, like, yeah. we were ostensibly still adults at that point. Technically. Mid-20s. I was not. I mean, neither was I. Yeah. I was working in coffee. I <laughs> Get out of coffee. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the sort of industry I got. Working in customer service, you get... You don't often leave amicably. You kind of get burnt out. You're like, oh, I'm working for pennies. You know what I would send you, James? I'd mm. send stay at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably, uh, 2009, I mean, that's around the time I quit. Probably yeah. send myself, uh, oh, no, it wasn't around the time I quit. That was 2006. Oh, I was going to be like, uh, too late. I, I was going to be like, metabolisms don't last or something like that. <laughs> But by Mine that does. point, it already had happened. I don't know about you, but my metabolism's great. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm th I really think I'm some kind of miracle baby. I've been thinking about this. Hmm. You just I recover fast. Much. I eat as much as I want. Yeah. And kind of whatever I want. Well, working out helps a bunch. But I mean, like, my recovery rate is very high. Sick. Like, I don't ever really... I mean, I get a little sore, but it's never like... Most people I hear talk about, like, yeah, I was in my 30s. I'm debilitated anytime. I'm like, no, I'm back at it next well, day. Like, oh, yeah, you lose it, right? I'm some kind of super baby. I'm pretty sure they <laughs> experimented on me. Super baby. Yeah. So I'm glad none of us are just like, oh, yeah, there's like this one giant regret I had in 2011. And no, you know. I, have, no I, got, I got nothing. I don't think I'd be sitting here if I had a giant I can't regret. I remember what happened three years ago. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I three, don't even really. Three is like, a weird time like frame. Two, I mean, 2009 was such a weird time because, like, I was I was installing for my dad full time. Yeah, we were at this was this would have been when we were living at Blackwood. Um, bless that house. Yeah, <laughs> like we would have just been like twenty five and more or less carefree. Like we just like we were just working during the day and like having people over and partying on the weekends. Like pretty good. Literally, life at that what time, was, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like the sort of perfect tw mid twenty year old life. Really, Are there weird like organizational changes we would have made because I kind of felt backwards into Lur at a part that was almost at a point that was almost kind of awkward because like I had been doing enough work for long enough but I didn't know it was like am I my member am I not a member I didn't really have a conversation felt kind of weird about it for the longest time I went <laughs> my first PAX I went to I had been oh god was that 2013 oh time frame stuff like this mm -hmm. um there was the Lur panel and I was waiting in line outside to get in because I'd been in like three feed dumps and a, and a Friday night, but I didn't know anything like that. And everybody in the lineup has been like, Serge, why are you in line here instead of in there? It's like, because that's not, th th those are my friends. So I'm going to go see in a panel, not like, that's not what I do. And there's that, mm -hmm. that, that boundary was really weird. So maybe being like, haha, yes, in 10 years as of this point, I would like this to be my full-time job and all that I do. So can we can we facilitate that in some way? Because it was never my plan to do this as, a, as my living, you know? I said a very visceral memory of since you said first packs i remember the first time i ever went out to anything lure related i will remember this until the day you put me in the grave uh we were at the table like our merch table and this kid comes up he's probably like 12 11 <laughs> something like that he's got like all his lure gear and he walks up and he's like okay can you guys sign this and then yeah we go down yeah down, down, gets to me and he's like not him though i don't know who he is <laughs> And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Stranger danger. Yeah. Your parents taught you well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this rando to sign my play mat. Yeah. You oh. better hope I don't see you again because I've been working out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a lot stronger now. Yeah. Bigger, but faster. That kid's probably huge now too. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I take the gamble that 
they they're like six foot twenty and bad. bench press trucks. So <laughs> that's fair. And I'll die. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we'll put him in the grave. <laughs> yeah. it'll, be it'll be poetic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think this is the uh, the final question for the day. Uh, we're at 32 minutes. Let's pad this out. When's the best time for coffee? Uh, anytime. Yeah, Serge? Anytime before, before 4, 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, That's actually in, probably fair. In my old age and as somebody who has struggled with insomnia since my teens, I'd try and do little things to make it easier for myself, but... If it's like four oh five, I'll cheat. I'll I'll make myself a coffee. It's not a hard rule. Five, <laughs> hard dangerous out. today. I know. Yeah, yeah it's four oh five. I oh. mean, like I have my coffee in the morning. Yeah, and I will have another. You ever be like Joe? You're dating a bad boy. Yeah. I need second yeah, coffee yeah, this yeah. morning. It's four oh five. Three Let's... coffee day. Damn baby. All right. Uh... <laughs> morning coffee. Morning coffee, and then if I'm on a evening stream, I'll have like a coffee at like three thirty-four, like three three no not three three thirty two four o'clock. Otherwise, I probably won't have another coffee. That's and I, or if I'm like at a, like a coffee shop for some reason, I'll get a coffee. How many coffees do you think you could drink in one day? I mean, a lot. I wouldn't feel good. I know, but um. I don't know. Like, if we're talking just like a regular mug of coffee, like ten to twelve ounces, and an extra large coffee, whatever you want from like t like that equivalent from Tim Hortons. Oh, how many of those could I drink a day? Yeah. Two. You get a hundred <laughs> yeah. bucks per one that you. No, <laughs> oh, now I'm drinking like <laughs> as many as I can. Yeah, yeah. I'll die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hundred bucks a cup. So let's freaking go. When I used to work as a roaster. One of the things you have to do weekly is you like really mean to people. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, suck. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you literally have to like crawl inside of the machine, and this coffee dust builds up like a combination of the oils and the dust called the chaff builds up. And Please tell me I, where this is going, where I think it's going. <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll okay, see. Uh, so you crawl into this thing with like metal scrapers. You start scraping all this crap off because otherwise it's going to choke and it becomes a fire hazard. And when you come out, you're brown. Like you're just yeah. covered. And if we're talking about drinking coffee, what about a full body contact high from just caffeine and coffee d concentrate on every part of exposed skin? I'd blow my nose brown. And yeah. like, oh. So I don't know how much coffee I was drinking those days. I was, <laughs> I, you were drinking it. You were merely drinking it. I was living I was it. I in it. I was hoping that you're going to be like, yeah, we used to scrape it off and sell it. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we're like a drug no, dealer. No. <laughs> like really great. high, yeah. like oh. concentrate coffee. So we were going to the bathroom. We would just do key bumps of this like, <laughs> coffee just, residue that we used to scrape off the roaster. Right? It's like sawdust, dude. You do not know. Ugh. Yeah. It, it, and like it's, it doesn't smell burnt, obviously, but it's it's sawdust and it's, I mean, you've walked by a roastery like downtown Victoria. They're all over the place. You smell, yeah, yeah it's like this sort of Is like. Is it the worst job? No, I really like being a roaster. No, no, I mean, that's that specifically, specifically like doing that. Because you know what? Every job, there's one job that nobody ever wants to do. When I worked at A&W, nobody wanted to clean the bathrooms. The bathrooms was the worst. Yep. Right? I worked at A&W. Yep. And McDonald's was always bath. like, yep. nope. People would be willing to take out and dump into grease traps before they clean yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, I would, I would do grease traps a hundred times before I had to clean a bathroom once. Yep. I hated shredding paper. We would invoice, like, we'd have hundreds, if not thousands of invoices, and we'd keep them for 45 days. Yeah. And then we didn't pay for a shredder. I'd have to, have, no. we had, like, this dinky like, little crappy Serge, one. I used to work at a company that <laughs> handled, 
mass shredding. Yeah, but you were handling yeah. yeah, I was like three or four pages at a time through like one of the little dinky personal ones. We that would do sucked. small offices. We just show up. We put like a you put like a cabinet, and then they just put all their paper in there. And then once a week, we come in, pick it up, change out the bag, and that's it. Should have hired, hired Adam. Yeah. yeah, it's easy. Yeah, well, it's easy if you have your set up for it. I hated your that job, part. Your boss was a cheapskate. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> we got one more question. All right. <gasps> Ooh, M Hut three 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 asks, what song or album is currently bringing you joy? Um, what song? You're the one with the vinyls. You you have the best. You have the well. Most I mean, important opinion out of all of us. I definitely don't. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of you're like you're the only one who actually enjoys music because you have vinyls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the the uh, plural of vinyl is vinyls is vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. My oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just get that out of the What's way. What's the singular first. then? Vinyl. What's the plural vinyl? of I don't want to talk to you? <laughs> yeah, what's the, what's the, the plural of uh, shut up? Yeah. yeah. Shut ups. Uh, shut ups. Um, okay. Not shuts up? Shuts up. I literally listened to a new song uh, uh, just before I came here, Thundercat and Tame Impala. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Nope. Um, it's great. Awesome song. Um, I really like the new Foo Fighters track. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, albums. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of like an album that's come out very recently that I've been like super into, but I can't actually think of one. No, only uh, albums from 2000 to 2005 were good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just inaccurate. But yeah, I know. they were bangers. I did yeah, love there them. Was a lot of bangers. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I haven't really listened to a, a full new album in it feels like at least a few months. I don't know. I had to check a couple of songs really quickly. Mm -hmm. What well, you got? So Tyler, the creator, actually released mm, a couple of yep. singles Dogwood? that didn't make it. Yeah, Dogwood and Sorry Not Sorry. Dogwood's very are both good. very very good. I yep. like both of those tracks. And somebody I've been a big fan of, who's recently it's not an album or a song, uh, but they're sort of this weird improv DJ, Mark Rebier, mm -hmm. did a couple of like two hour sets in downtown New York City where he just sets up in a park and just starts playing his weird mixture of Reggie Watts-esque improv. And it feels like, and comedy, honestly. Uh, he also did a set at Coachella, and all three of those are very worth listening to, but also very bizarre. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just so Mark, weird. Mark is a weird dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is uh, not, he might honestly be most famous for still, um, as the guy who got paid a lot of money to wait in a line to buy, I think, the original iPhone for somebody a million years ago. Wait, what? Yeah, really? that's one of like where huh. he first kind of found uh, this little sliver of fame. Um, and I don't know how long he's been a musician. I don't know if he was a mu musician back then, but um, yeah, he's great. I love Very him. talented. Mark, Mark is super cool. I really like that guy. Great. Super positive guy. Yes. Like unbelievable, unbelievably positive. Did he basically blow up because of youtube like is he a youtuber turned musician obviously like yes. his his yeah, yeah, yeah. videos are from his set so he's performing live stuff but it feels yep. like that's where YouTube the majority got, of the growth yeah, came from yeah. youtube was huge okay. for sure you got any new music you listen to no new bangers i'm real late to the party but uh i realized i was thinking about this a couple of days ago I never listened to Andrew WK before. Oh yeah, mm. whatever that his first album. I don't know. Every time James not tries that. to tell me I'm not partying like a rock star, you just quote Andrew WK. Everything can be a party. It's true. 
Yeah, that's true. And yeah. UWK's got some. I mean, that's a good. That's a good. Gym they had some new song too, called Babylon. I think. Mm-hmm. That's what if originally like it came up on like a Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. Hmm. It's like some new song called Babylon. And I was like, who is this? And I was like, Andrew WK, aren't you the guy that everyone with the fedora loved? Back in like, <laughs> which is true. Yeah. You know, like everyone I knew uh, when Andrew WK was like super po- I don't know how popular he is now, but everybody I ever talked to about Andrew WK, they had a fedora and they loved Andrew WK. And I never listened to him. And Interesting. Like, He's definitely uh, not as popular these days no? uh, as he used to be. Uh, married to Zoe Deschanel, though. Fun fact. Oh, okay. Now you know. Yeah. What are you playing at the gym? Uh, I have a. I just go through my on repeat. And you, I don't you know, have my phone. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, I couldn't go get it. I do you know who I? Genre though. Oh, oh it's a. It's a mission. All over the place. Okay. Let me go get it. Yeah, so yeah. the other day I was at uh, the gym, and, or yesterday I was at the gym, and rediscovered um, that you can just listen to girl talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's like almost hitting the cheat code at the gym. <laughs> like, I literally turned on, I can't remember which album it was, the wooden with the house Hold on up. fire. The... Um, what was the name of that album? I can't remember. It's, it's the one with the house on fire. I turned that on, and 30 minutes on the treadmill just went like that. Yeah. And I was what like, oh it? my God, girl, girl talk. Girl talk. Oh, yeah. That's just mashup, like just really solid mashups. Because Adam's looking it up like a quick story. I, for the longest time, I, I don't listen to music when I work out. I put on league games. Don't don't judge me. Yeah, like pro league games. And then Adam, a combination of Adam and Joe just started roasting me and being like, "What's wrong with you? People who don't listen to music when they work out, like." And Joe's like, "Yeah, it's because they're they're um, they're working meant... out for revenge." Right? <laughs> like... Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this brings in another story that I had recently. I was at the gym, and I was doing legs, and I forgot my headphones, and. Uh, no, my phone had 5% battery. Okay, sure. Gym. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dinger. So then I started doing squats and my battery died. So I had to keep doing squats and I had no music on. And I was doing them. And then I finished the set in this total, like, what you picture when you, when I say gym bro. Sure. Walks up to me. He's like, dude. He, like, tapped me on the shoulder. And I was like, I looked over. And he's like, dude, are you okay? And I was like. Yeah, I'm all right, I think. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on the grand scheme of want, things, I mean, yeah, we yeah. can get into yeah, yeah, it. Not, yeah, not yeah. really, that's why I'm here. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, you don't have any music in. And I was like, oh, I, my battery died and I don't have anything, so I got to suffer. And he's like, bro. And he just like, just wait. And he goes away and he comes back and he had a charger and he gives <laughs> me a charger for my Hell phone. Yeah. And then I got to, yep. So that was a. Uh, very nice of him. That was very nice. So I will probably take a bullet for that person. Yeah. All right. So would you ever get shot up? All right. So what do you? Person isn't dying. Uh, number one on my repeat list is uh, the ground below. It's uh, a Run the Jewels song. Oh yeah. Featuring Royal Blood. That's a good one. It's very. That's good. a new one too. Yeah. And yeah. then number two is the Daniel Bryan theme song from AEW. Number three is a Mob Psycho 100 cover by Rashad E B. Number like an four. anime theme song? Yeah. This okay. is all over the place. Yeah. Number four. Uh, this is very embarrassing, but <laughs> I like the song. Did you know Limp Biscuit released an album? Yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah. There's a song called Dad Vibes. Yeah. Okay. Dad Vibes. That's a good song. Okay. I haven't heard yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Heard this. It's a banger. Yeah, it's it a look this up after. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four is uh, Baby Drummer by uh, Bad Nerves. 
And number five is the Samoa Joe theme song from AEW. Mm-hmm. Number six is Eat Me by uh, Demi Lovato. Yeah. Um, number six is Pretty Handsome Awkward by The Used. Number seven is Elephant March by Belvedere and then Rat King by the Flatliners. And then a song called The Shell of What Was is number 10, which is a song from Destiny 2. That's and a, then just repeat that? Is that? Just, well, it looks like the list no, keeps going. Oh, but he yeah, could okay, okay, okay. keep doing this for a while. That's the top yeah, okay. 10. I'm trying to see if there's any weirdo. Picks. I mean, that's that's a weird mix of music that you've got going on yeah. there, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, it's mostly just interesting. Yeah. yeah. But so you work at home though, right? Yes. So you've got the TV, right? That's what I'm saying. I put on league. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, that's, like that's when you old. said you don't listen to anything or like music, mm. I thought you meant you didn't listen to oh just anything. complete oh just silence. silence. <laughs> complete <laughs> silence is like I make egg salad sandwiches in my spare time. I'm going. <laughs> you, you are going to die if you hang out with me on the weekend unsupervised. Oh. Like that is. Yeah, just really, really got to focus on those those curls, just in silence. Just yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I hate all, that. They'll all pay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, cool, man. I think we'll uh, we'll call that the end of the show for this uh, for this month. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We really do appreciate. It. Once again, thanks to the members over on the YouTube channel uh, for asking all these questions. If you want to ask a question yourself, uh, you need to sign up as a member over on the YouTube channel, which costs you five bucks a month. But hey, you get to ask us some fun questions, and maybe we'll answer them answer them here on the show. Uh, and of course, everything that we do is brought to you by you over at patreon.com slash loading ready run thank you all so much for your support i've been james joined by adam and serge paul's over on the board heather gets these online we really do appreciate we'll see you next month goodbye